Finding your voice is tough enough, but you have a story to tell. And that voice inside you has the power to make a far-reaching impact. I'm your podcast coach, Bethany Reed Peterson. Join me weekdays here on Arrive Daily for straight talk actionables to launch your pod, hone your message, and reach your audience. Hey, welcome back to Arrive Daily. I'm your podcast coach, Bethany Reed Peterson. Thanks so much for joining me here on episode 10, also known as your part two of this two part podcast quick start guide. Oh, I'm going to try to run through today's recording location a little bit quicker than in yesterday's episode. I know we covered a lot there. And the good news is, is this is a lot less technical. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you will see that I am actually recording in my dressing room, which is also my walk-in closet. So there's nothing really fancy about my setup. The reason that I record in my walk-in closet effectively rather than in my living room or in another room of my house is that I get the best sound quality in this room. Now I'm testing out a number of different sound dampening technology system things so I can actually record in a room that's a little bit prettier than my dressing room. But I have found that bar none, I still get the best sound recording quality in a room that's got a lot of clothes in it. It's got a shag rug down on the floor in here. You can't see, but I have a curtain up on the window. So what's really nice about a walk-in closet is there are a lot of soft furnishings like clothes, like maybe rugs, curtains, that kind of thing that not only give you privacy and a sense of, you know, kind of intimacy, but they really do help with your sound quality. So if you are thinking that you want to record from home, and frankly, that's what I re really recommend you do, then uh, your walk-in closet or, you know, just sort of something like along that line, even if it's really small and you can set up like a quick little sound booth in there, um, that is going to be your best bet uh, to get that crisp audio quality. Uh, I'll tell you really quickly why I didn't choose to keep recording in my living room, even though it's a much better backdrop. And I, th I think I mentioned this maybe in episode one or two, but if you haven't heard that or recap on that quickly, is that I have a vaulted ceiling in there and there's just too much kind of like echo, reverb. There's a complete technical sound term for this, but effectively there was just too much of my sound that was catching in my audio recording that you could hear. So it wasn't it wasn't something that you would you you would really hear if you weren't listening for it necessarily. However, I know the sound quality that I can achieve and for me I knew that that wasn't the greatest sound quality. So right now we're just recording back in the old chestnut studio of my dressing room. Now I'll probably either maybe put up a green screen and a really cool backdrop to make this a little bit more aesthetically pleasing for these videos going forward. If Again, if you're watching me on YouTube, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever, then it doesn't matter because you can't see me anyway. But I would say, in again, in the vein of always trying to keep things simple, don't worry so much about your video quality right off the bat, your video recording location. That is something that you can you can adjust going forward. Or what I should say is 
don't worry so much maybe about your video backdrop in the early stages. Now, I'm sure that as the year goes on, you'll see I'll have a much better backdrop and a much better video set up. But for right now, I wanted to keep it simple. I wanted to get my message out to you. I wanted to bring you these episodes. I didn't want to fumble around too much with getting my recording location perfect because that can always come down the line. So number one to think about is make sure not only are you in a quiet space, right? I feel like that's a no brainer. I don't even need to tell you that, but make sure that you're in a space with lots of sound absorbing qualities like clothes, a rug, curtains, your cat sleeping in the background. So you can't see if you're listening, but if you're uh, watching me on YouTube, you can see my cat is sleeping on the floor, which has got in-floor heating. So he's very, very cozy. Where would I not recommend recording? Okay, I would not recommend recording in a room that has uh, either a lot of traffic coming through it. Uh, So for example, anywhere where like uh, you're going to get a lot of foot traffic, right? So like if you're recording from home and you've got kids or a spouse that are going to be trouncing through that room. A lot of times a kitchen is a really not great place to record. Not only is this, is the, are there too many hard surfaces between let's say maybe tile floors and appliances, that kind of thing, granite countertops or stone tops, or, you know, there's just not many soft furnishings in a room like a kitchen, but that's a major pass through room for members of your household. So you want to make sure that you're always recording in a place where you can have privacy. So that is maybe something that is, is, One thing that we don't think of actually off the bat, and especially when you're starting your podcast, you want to make sure that you've got really great privacy for your recording location as well. Another room that I wouldn't recommend, or another reason I should say I wouldn't recommend recording in your kitchen, or in fact, any room where there are appliances, is you're you're going to be able to hear like for example, like if your ice maker starts to make ice and you're going to hear that in the middle of your episode, or if your you know, refrigerator starts to buzz, that's going to, could be potentially, depending upon where you are, that could be picked up in your recording. Now, sometimes you're in a room like a hotel room and you're recording your show and you just don't have, you know, the, the control over your environment and that's okay, right? So I'm in creating, you know, this quick start guide for you, it's not to say that you need to be in the perfect recording location. In fact, there really is no perfect recording location unless you're renting out studio space. So you just do what you can and you you try to work in as many hacks as possible. One thing that I've been testing out a little bit, and I think it helps maybe just a little bit because I have a window right behind me. Um, I don't think my mic is picking up any echo from my window. But again, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see this. But I actually have, um, I kept these foam, these like little foam, they're actually foam padding bits that came with some plumbing fixtures that were shipped to me when we were doing our kitchen and bath renovation last year. and. They're literally, it's just like foam pieces that are, they're not perforated, but they're very textured. And so I think they actually help to absorb sound a little bit. So I have these kind of around the space as well. So these actually, (laughs) this is literally actually what my, my, my kitchen faucet was packed in. So not only is it great for helping to keep your, your kitchen faucet fixtures, your plumbing fixtures in uh, great shape when they're being shipped to you from overseas. But these little foam things that you can get in, you know, 
as like they're just like shipping supplies basically these can help to create good sound damp not sound dampening but just sort of like echo dampening as well now these are not acoustical panels by any means they look a lot like acoustical panels but i i kept them because i think in a pinch these things could really help out. So we'll see. Remains to be remains to be seen on that. I think what I'll do is when I actually move my my recording space down into my office on my main level, I'll probably put those up. Another thing that you can actually get are acoustical panels. Now, I'm not your girl when it comes to acoustical panel rundown, right? I do know of a company called Automute, and they seem to be pretty good. That's spelled A-U-D-I-M-U-T-E. I think their acoustical panels, I think they're about like a two by two by three. Um, you hang them up on the wall. I think they're they're supposed to be quite good if you're in a space where you just like you don't have a walk-in closet. There's nowhere you can really dampen your sound. But again, I would say in line with my conversation yesterday about not over-investing in your equipment right off the bat, experiment, play around, see what works in your home, see what locations work in your home, see what don't, what locations don't work in your home, and just you know, go with what works effectively, even if it looks silly from the outset. You can always adjust as you go. Uh, I mentioned briefly a little bit on recording, like a renting out like a proper recording space. Sometimes clients will ask me, well, should I rent out a recording studio or should I rent space at the local library? There's a podcast recording studio at my local library. Should I should I record in there? My answer to that is I think it's best to keep consistent sound. So I think what's actually more jarring to your listeners is if your sound quality really vacillates from episode to episode. So for example, if you know that you can rent out or you know check out uh, a recording space either at your local library or at a recording studio and you can batch your episodes for let's say uh, an entire month and just get in and take that recording space for a half a day or a full day or whatever it is and keep your audio consistent or your sorry your audio quality consistent that way i think that's a great idea a lot of times you know these studio spaces even at your local library will have sound quality or fit out you know the room will be fit out in a in a in a way that's much better than working in your own home when you're recording that said you're always subject to the schedule of that recording studio or the library, right? So there might be days that the library is closed or maybe you can't get into the studio that day. What I really like about working from home, generally speaking, of course, but recording from home is I know that if the mood strikes me, I can go into my recording studio any time of day, 24-7. Now, I don't think my husband would like that because, of course, our bedroom is right off of my recording studio, but you get me in theory. So what's really nice about recording from home is that you just have this constant access to your space. But more than anything, I think it's very important to, where possible, keep one consistent recording space. Now, maybe you have a job that requires you to travel a lot. You just do what you can do. One last thing I would say too, and this is more talking about your recording equipment, there are these like mini sound booth things that you can get now they're I can't remember what they're called but see this is the thing like when it comes to like really technical stuff I'm I'm not your gal but you can get these like mini booth setup things that they just sit on a tripod and they kind of like if you're if you if you're if you're watching on YouTube you can see this but like basically what they do is 
it's like a foam padding situation that wraps around your microphone. And what that does effectively is when you can't be in an ideal recording space, let's say you're at a hotel room or whatever, and it's not ideal, you can set up this kind of like mobile recording studio. And I think if you were to Google mobile recording studio, you'd, you'd see exactly what I mean. I don't have any experience with these because I always record from home. I have heard, I've heard sort of mixed reviews. Again, I think anytime you can, you can control where your voice is being projected to. So the theory is, is these things, they wrap around the mic and then they keep your sound from bouncing off walls or windows or whatever. And then they keep ambient noise, like, you know, the hum of an AC or a refrigerator at bay. So I don't know much about them. My best bet for you is to tell you to record from home, control the environment as much as possible, and to keep your sound consistent as much as possible by recording in one space. So if you have any questions for me on that, please feel free to DM me at Atelier Reed. I would love to help you out with any question I have there. Again, I'm not a super technical podcaster, and that's part of the reason I also have this show arrive daily because I want to teach you that you don't suddenly have to have a ton of technical knowledge to podcast. You just need to have a, be- a few simple basics to get started. Okay. So I've been podcasting for ages now. There's so many things I don't know about technical aspects of sound quality, etc. but it's not stopping me and it should not stop you either. So thank you so much for listening to this two-part quick start your podcast guide. (laughs) If you are enjoying the show, could I ask you to do me a massive favor? It really does help support the podcast. It helps me get proper feedback so I know what kind of episodes and content I can be creating for you. And it really helps to get the show into other ears and listeners out there who would benefit from this content. So could I ask you to please head on over to Apple Podcasts, either on your iPhone or on your Mac, and leave a review of the show, your star rating and your honest review. And in exchange for that, my free gift for you is my masterclass, Seven Ways to Hone Your Message and Create Content That connects. That's my January masterclass. You're going to get it absolutely free when you leave your review for full instructions on how to get that. Once you leave your review, you can head over to atelierreadcom slash review. And when you do that, you're also going to get entered to win either a one-hour coaching session with me or my Find Your Voice podcast launch course. That thing is so much more soup to nuts than I can teach you in any of these episodes or in this quick start guide alone. So thank you so much for your support. I hope you'll keep listening to the show. Have a wonderful weekend and I will check you out on Monday. Thanks for joining me on Arrived Daily. If you've enjoyed listening today, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to leave a review of the show on Apple Podcasts. It's super simple and I'd love to hear from you. Head on over to atelierreed.com slash review for full instructions. Till tomorrow, friend.